Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Jamie J. Jamie, you're the owner and CEO of Bottleneck Virtual Assistance and the host of The Culture Eats Strategy. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. So, Jamie, you didn't have VAs uh, as a high schooler, I assume, although that would have been nice, right? <laughs> hey, you got someone help me out with this homework now. Man, okay, I, I just came up with a brilliant business idea right there. there you go. VAs for high school and college students, <laughs> especially for that busy work. It's like, yeah. you know, listen, I'll do the studying, you do the stuff. And you know what, Jamie, you and I both served at the same time in the military. So, you were in the Army from 90 to 93. I was in the Navy. Navy from 90 to 95. Oh, thank uh, you for your service. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So, and you, dude, you were infantry soldier. Now, I wasn't necessarily tip of the spear as you were. I was a journalist. So, I was deadly with a typewriter, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, great. going back, I wouldn't have minded doing that. That would have been pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it was, uh, we, believe it or not, in, in journalism school, we actually had our own version of Hell Week. Uh, where they gave us just an impossible amount of work and tasks to do. Um, so, you know, you end up sleeping maybe like seven hours the whole week, uh, you know, just to try to put you in that potential environment where, listen, you know, you could be in a situation where there's just, there's just too much to do. You're not going to get everything done. Uh, yeah. But we're going to try and push your, uh, your, uh, you know, your, your good senses. Uh, I would imagine your background in the military was probably pretty helpful for your journey as an entrepreneur. I would, I would say that definitely some parts of it has contributed. I mean, it was, uh, wasn't easy. I mean, basic training, AIT and being in the 82nd was pretty challenging. Uh, first time pretty much away from home and, and learning how to, uh, you know, make sure all my stuff was laundered and, and all of that, you know, all just the life lessons we got. And it was a very strict environment. Um, you had to be uh, very strict, very healthy. Um, uh, you know, a lot of exercising every morning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of good lessons, but a lot of it was responsibility driven. And I think, uh, being an entrepreneur, you kind of have to create your days, um, as opposed to taking instruction in the military, there's a lot of instruction, but you also have to be pretty adamant about creating your own path. Um, uh, and, and I think overcoming a lot of those challenges, um, kind of led me down that path. And I was, I'm proud to say I'm pretty unemployable now. <laughs> Whereas, uh, um, post military, I went right into corporate America and, um, you know, uh, f from one structure to another. And it, I always had that inner entrepreneurial spirit kind of saying, Hey, you're, you're being held back here. You got to go out on your own and do it, do it your own. You know, I had, you know, my own, my own drummer, right. The beat of, yeah. the beat of my own drum. So I had to go out and do that. And it took me 12 years, but I did, I did. Right. I finally went out on my own and, and, uh, I'll never look back. 
Good for you. Now, you've been podcasting since 2014. You had a, a Stop Riding the Pine from four to 2014 to 2018, which makes you OG podcaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about OG. All those guys got started back in like 2005 and six and seven and stuff in there. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought, you know, I'm going to try, try doing this. And uh, I jumped into it and uh, I never looked back on that either. I got a, a tons of kudos to you, Josh, for having a podcast because it's a, uh, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, but what a great, uh, tool for sharing education, man. There are so many advantages to being in this platform. And I, I, you know, we, we encourage our, our, well, that's part of the service that we provide as, you know, we get our clients to develop a platform so that they can more easily fill up their sales schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just think there are so many benefits to, I mean, the networking, the, you know, just the, the, the knowledge and wisdom that, that I've been able to gain. Uh, and yeah, I mean, as a CEO of a company, like I'm really, really busy. And so, you know, people look at this, you know, it's like, how are you doing a seven day, a week podcast. And I said, listen, this is really what I need to be doing. I need to be serving audiences. I need to be networking with as many, you know, other successful business owners as possible. So may as well just turn that experience into a podcast. Um, it's an incredible marketing tool. Good for you. I would probably never had a chance to meet you. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And that's, and it's, you know, I think back to the, you know, particularly, so it was May last year when we went from one episode a week to three episodes a week, then five episodes a week. And then it was by the fall that we went to seven episodes a week. Uh, and it's just such, it's such a joy. Uh, and again, mm. I don't want to be too self-serving here. I don't want to talk right, about me. No, talk no, about you, I Jamie. love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, so, uh, so then in June, 2016, you launched Bottleneck Virtual Assistance. What was the impetus for that? So I was part of a mastermind group and I was, uh, I, I had already been familiar with it because I've been sourcing VAs uh, since 2006. So I have quite a bit of experience in dealing with them. Uh, 12, 13, geez, what is that now? 14 years. Holy moly. Um, and I was helping some of my uh, fellow masterminders and some of the, my other colleagues, you know, find a VA. And it was suggested to me that I really needed to focus on this business. And prior to that, I had a, a web, a creative web agency. And so I kind of wound down the creative web agency and started with a bottleneck virtual assistants. One of the th things that was cool about the web agency was that I got to, to meet a lot of unbelievable people that I still call friends today. The challenge was that I built a website and then we were gone. Uh, we wouldn't, wouldn't continue that relationship. And I wanted to try and find or establish a business model that number one, I could still have a relationship with all these amazing business leaders, but provide ongoing services for them, um, both on my part in developing subscription-based services and on a mutual, uh, on their part, helping benefit their growing company and supporting them in that cause. And together we could kind of, you know, meet in the middle as friends and business colleagues, you know, doing that kind of thing. And it's just, uh, it's just grown by leaps and bounds from there. Yeah. And uh, it was, it, that, that's kind of how it all started was through that mastermind and them kind of giving me the courage to push me forward, push me forward. You know, it's kind of easy to start a, a business, you know, right? You just Simple. like, okay, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> right? <a> website. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like that part, in my opinion, is pretty easy. Um, there are many things, though, that aren't, don't come as inherent. I think any of us can say, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to do it. And there are a couple things that I think that people just have no clue how big 
of uh, a part of being a business owner, this is. And these two things are obviously marketing and sales and marketing, mm-hmm. uh, which you're going to spend a lot of time on that in the early days, a lot of time on that. And so that is going to be a major learning curve. And so that's kind of, we've been able to help with a lot of that work. But another area is hiring great employees, um, setting that culture, like managing people, um, you know, finding and retaining people that they don't teach you that in high school. Jamie, they didn't teach you that in the army. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit in the army, but you know, it's like yeah. that's there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of education around that unless you majored in human resources in in college or something. So, yeah. where do we learn these skills? Most of us, I think, we just make a lot of mistakes, and sometimes they're very expensive mistakes. They really are. Uh, according to an article in Glassdoor, it costs four thousand one hundred twenty nine dollars to hire somebody in the U.S it costs up to nine months salary to mm. fire somebody Oof. in the U.S. Uh, I have a, a client of mine who hired somebody and ended up paying the fired and then fired them and ended up paying 75% of their salary for workers' compensation for six months. Ouch. These are extremely uh, difficult things to deal with in business and sales and marketing. Yes. That's going to be an ongoing thing. Hiring people. Yes. That's an ongoing thing. Culture. Culture is extremely important. I believe Mm -hmm. culture is so much more important than strategy and strategy is really important. Um, But you have to have a good vision, mission and core values set up. And that comes from you, Josh, or whomever, whoever that CEO is, whoever that business leader is, because you have to then assemble a team that can have something to grasp onto, <clears throat> have a vision that they can share and move toward and, uh, and know and understand that every day there's a mission that is a daily goal or objective that they're obtaining yeah. every single day. So you have that sense of accomplishment and it's on point. Without any of that, it's really hard to get into your sales and marketing because your message is who knows where it is. Yeah. So those are some of the things that I think are really hard. And some of the things that we practice here at Bottleneck is um, independent, independent decision-making. So we have a process. Everybody on the team can make their own decisions. And that is, number one, is it good for the company? Number two, if I make a decision, is it good for the staff? And number three, and only then, is it good for the client? Because if you make a decision anywhere in our company, and it's not in the best interest for Bottleneck, and Bottleneck is not healthy, how can I take care of my staff? And if my staff is not happy, how in the world can I expect them to take care of the clients and move us forward? What's nice about that is no micromanagement. Think of it like a a basketball court. Go on that basketball court, have fun, shoot three throws, pass it around, dribble. I don't care. Double dribble. I don't care what you want to do. Do whatever it is. Sky hooks, you know, whatever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar days, right? But the second that ball goes out of bounds, let's blow the whistle, figure out what happened and then get the ball back in play. This is really key because it empowers the staff to make decisions on their own. If they make the wrong decision, I let them know it's not going to bankrupt the company. Let's just not do it again. So we're really good at that and really good at implementing against everybody's strengths so that it empowers them to, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, everybody on my team, they write their own roles and responsibilities. So when, when they're hired, 
They write their own role, own responsibilities so that I can understand, so that we both can have a conversation about this, understand what it is they truly want to do, where their strengths are. And if there's an inconsistency or something goes outside of the scope of what I really want them to do, we can address that at that time. But again, it's another empowerment move. So there's a lot of this fundamental foundational uh, uh, things that has to happen before you can really take that, that next step. Then of course, there's, there's, there's so much more. So if you want to stop me, stop me. But there's, there's a ton of stuff that this, the, the CEO, the person in charge needs to have before they even begin to hire. Because a lot of times people don't know how to delegate. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know how to onboard. They don't have any systems or processes or step-by-step workflows. And the biggest challenge that we see in a lot in this industry is a high churn rate. Yeah. The number one leading cause for the turnover is because people that hire are not prepared to hire yet because they think like, you know, Josh, you have all this knowledge, but if you don't write that down and systemize it in a step-by-step workflow, how in the heck can you expect someone to come in yeah. and perform to your expectations? That's it. Yeah. You know, one thing that I've started doing, Jamie, and I realize how critical that is. And so I want to attract great uh, team members. And so let's say, for example, I'm uh, wanting to communicate the, the, my requirements, what my requirements are. So one thing that I like doing now is I'll, I'll list it out as best I can in text, but I actually love doing a screencast and actually giving a tour of everything that, that you know, that, that the platforms they would be using and I show them and then they can hear my voice. Um, they can see me, you know, on screen, you know, so, and I want them to know that when they start work with us, I think one of the most frustrating things for a VA is unclear expectations. 100%. And yeah, and there's just confusion about what they're supposed to be doing. You can't count on a VA to read your mind and know what they're supposed to be doing. And I have the tendency because I tend to be the, you know, the idea kind of CEO where I have a great idea and it's very tempting for me to assume that everybody else gets it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's not their idea. Yeah, how, they didn't go with it. How can you not so, get this? Come on. <laughs> yeah. So I have to go like, like explain like I'm five, right? ELI five, right? And, and that's really at the level that I try to break down what I'm thinking of. And they say, now you probably have a number of questions great. Like I want to encourage questions. I want to encourage like, what do you not get? And I don't want you to feel embarrassed if you don't Mm. understand something. I would rather, you know, go back and forth like as many times as it takes for to make sure that I communicated this because I get it. It's in my head, but I want to make sure that you understand this. Uh, And and this is a culture where please don't ever feel embarrassed to ask for clarification. Um, You know, you're not dumb. You know, I just, you know, it's more on me to make sure that I'm very clear on what my expectations are. I love that. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. And to hear that you're doing that like that, like I'm, I'm geeking out right now. That's fantastic. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, this is decades of making mistakes talking. (laughs) It is. It is. And one of the ways that I found to add on to that too, is I do the screen capture. I think everybody should do that because yes, they get, things can be taken out of context, perhaps if, if it's a, if it's an email or something like this, there's, there's no mistaking what's happening here. But the nice thing about this is that when I do something like this, I will send it off to whoever that responsible party is. And I'll say, 
please create a written step-by-step process workflow based on this video. And then that does two things. Number one, they write down a step-by-step. They go, okay, every time there's a click of a mouse, right? Step one, go to this website. Little screen capture, uh, screen uh, picture, image, right? Step two, go in the upper right-hand corner and click on this button to log in. Mm. Step three, like it's that ridiculous. Yeah. It does two things. Number one, it lets me know that they are clearly, clearly, 100% clearly understand what it is that they're doing. Mm. Or maybe they made a mistake and they heard something wrong or they interpreted something wrong in the video or we can make that correction early on. I'll give you a real life example of how this process works. When I hired my first writer years ago, uh, it took me about five weeks to train them. Great writer, but did not have the technical savvy or the, the wherewithal to optimize for SEO and all of that stuff. So it took a while. Plus she had to learn a little bit about us and what we did and all that stuff. But she recorded the step-by-step process for how to do everything, how to submit a blog, how to submit an article, how to go blah, 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 blah. The next writer we hired took us five days of training. And on the sixth day, she published her first blog. That is the power of systems and workflows. Because I was able to say, here you go. Follow this step-by-step. It was pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jamie, the um, talk to me about um, a little bit more about the value of of hiring project managers. You and I talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this beforehand, and I just want to make sure that that we've really driven this home about how important that is to not just have. Uh, a bunch of Indians, you know, the, as it were, you know, chiefs and Indians expression. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, why, uh, why you want to have supervisors and project managers and, and that sort of thing. Well, I, th- I think it's, yeah, this, thank you for asking this question. This is good. So I think it's important to identify a key person in your business that's there to support you. Um, we call them executive assistants. Now, the role of an executive assistant does have project management skills involved um, in that, but they're there to basically take the low-level activity um, off of your plate um, so that you can focus on the high-level activity. So you want to keep the $20 an hour projects with your executive assistant while you're focusing on the $100 or $200 an hour projects, uh, figure speech, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what 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 we encourage people to do is the big, the most, the most time consuming thing about hiring somebody is interviewing and onboarding because the onboarding includes training. That's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to this project manager thing, but I think this is really important to lead into that. So When you hire somebody, most people expect their lives to drastically improve because all of this stuff is going to go away. Yeah. And I'm in the business, so this probably hurts me, but I'm also 100% honest and I've done this enough thousands of times, as a matter of fact, and I'm here to tell you that your life is going to get drastically more challenging. Why is that? Because now you have to spend time, take away from what it is that you're doing, have the courage to release certain activities and responsibilities that you've been doing in your own business. Your business is your baby. 
You have to have the courage to release some of that. And then you have to train and onboard. And then 30 days, maybe 60 days down the road, now you have a VA that is getting up to speed. They're understanding your business. They're understanding the tasks. Workflows have been defined and created. Right. But now you as a CEO have to really focus on delegation. A lot of people don't know how to properly delegate. Right. And this is where a project manager really comes in to play. And that's why your number one person should have project management skills. Now, I call it the golden goose rule. Yep. A lot of people think that when they hire somebody, they hire the executive assistants, they answer the phone, they're going to you know, manage your calendar, they'll book your travel, they'll do all mm-hmm. those things that, that are really low level that are important to get done, but you don't need to be doing this. Josh doesn't need to be on hold with the, you know, the airlines waiting for them to see what they're going to do to book it or go searching all through the best prices or anything like that. You need to be focused on talking to clients, going to events, you know, doing your podcasts. The, 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 the thing about this is you find somebody that can do all of that, but then they think, oh yeah, they're going to do all my graphic design for me. They're going to, you know, do my web development for me. They're going to do, you know, aud- hey, audit, edit, edit my um, audio here for me. Oh, and yeah. after that, um, uh, book, uh, you know, don't forget to call, you know, my daughter's babysitter for next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no person I've ever found that's good on everything like that. Yeah, right, right. So we help train our virtual assistants to become project managers, to go to our integrated services program so that they can delegate these various um, uh, specialty tasks like graphic designers, web developers, audio and video editors, so that our VAs, our executive assistants, don't have those specialties, but they can delegate it. Then when the task is done from our internal staff, they'll send it back to your VA who will then dot the I's, cross the T's, act as quality assurance or quality control. And then and only then will they provide the uh, completed project or task to our clients. Now, this is project management in its truest of forms because Josh didn't have to spend any time going and looking for a designer, making sure the designer had all the information they needed because this is all preempted by your VA. They're going to say, Josh, um, you know, do you have the text for this? I want to make sure that I have the right copy. Is this the right images? Can you give me all of this stuff? And then they'll take and they'll handle everything else. You don't have to worry yourself about that. So it takes a lot of stuff off their plate as far as project management is concerned. Yeah, for sure. And can you kind of explain your pricing uh, and mm-hmm. how, I mean, you've obviously, you've productized this, which I, I, I'm always a big fan of. Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, In this yeah. case, I am. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, we, we do a subscription-based model um, and it's a flat fee. Um, the flat fee includes part-time or full-time, we are a premium-based service. So Mm -hmm. most of our clients have been in business for quite a while. They've developed a good program. They're, they're set. They're, you know, they're growth. They're in a growth phase, but they've been there and done that. They understand. They probably even hired VAs in the past, or they've had, they have a team of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the way our pricing model works is it's a flat fee and you choose the level you want to come in at one week, two weeks or four week increments. Do mm-hmm. you want to do project based? Do you want to do recurring? Recurring is a little bit less, but included in that flat, in that flat fee are our integrated services programs. So you can, for one flat fee, you have a full-time or part-time assistant who will then delegate and project manage any of your graphic design needs, any of your web development needs or web management needs, or any of your audio or video editing needs Mm. for a certain amount of hours for each one. But it's like hiring 
one and a half people. It's like hiring a team of people. Yeah. One dedicated point of contact. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the major advantage doing that because otherwise, you know, again, as the founder CEO and you're growing and scaling, um, you've, you've got, you've got like what, 10 people reporting to you as opposed to just one who can kind of manage all that for you. You know, uh, having a director of operations uh, and project manager like this will will absolutely change your life. And it's nice that there's already this pool that's already been vetted. So I get it. I I see the value there. Um, And then your, um, so your prices range depending on, you get 20 hours a week. And as of when we're recording this, um, you know, it's $300 a week for 20 hours per week, uh, up to 580 for 40. And of course, there's some discounts as well for, um, for, for paying it uh, larger increments as well. So mm-hmm. I get it. So Jamie, um, what would be a great place for uh, people to start? And is there, you know, any piece of great content that you would love for people to enjoy to kind of get a real, uh, a good feel for the um, kind of the, the culture that you bring through Bottleneck and kind of the value that you bring? Well, you can go check out the website. It's bottleneck.online. One thing that I would encourage people to do and uh, do your research, do your research because bottleneck may not be the right fit for where you're at in your business right now because our our model is executive assistance. And we're talking high-level executive assistance here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people talk about Upwork. They offer a different, you can go in there if you just need five hours of work on a certain project, Maybe Upwork is there. Maybe Fiverr's there. There's a ton of different companies out there. Please do your research. Before, before you do your research, though, do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. And I'm going to say this one more time. Do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. Meaning, document everything that you do. And this is extremely important because if you don't understand what tasks you can delegate to someone, then you're not going to have a really good idea of how much time it's going to take. And you're not even going to know the right questions to ask. So we encourage everybody to do what we call as a delegation roadmap. Mm-hmm. And this is on a Google sheet, three columns. In the first column, write down task and then assign two values to that. The second column is delegate and the third column is energy. On the delegate column, is this something you must do for this task? Or can you delegate this to someone else? And here's the key, 80% as good as you can do it. Because now you're setting your mindset up to know that they're not coming into this knowing everything that you know. There's some leeway there. But if they get a B on this, that's good. But there's room for improvement. And then the next one is energy. Does this give me energy? Or does it completely drain me of energy? Mm -hmm. Then you take all of those tasks that you can delegate to somebody that completely drains you of energy. Now you have a subset list. That's the beginning and the foundation for your job roles and responsibilities, which you should have prepared before you ever meet a potential VA. So if you can get these, these couple things in a row, researching and documenting all of your stuff, you're going to be in a much better position. Uh, to go and search and do the re- to do the research on who who it is that you're going to be working with. Yeah, I dig it. Well, Jamie J, you're also the host of Culture Eats Strategy podcast, and so that you know, again, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, just hit up your favorite podcast app or directory, <laughs> and again, it's called Culture Eats Strategy, and uh, that is that's somebody said that. Who said that? That was Peter Drucker, culture Peter Drucker. strategy okay. for breakfast. And that he, I cannot believe it. He got fired from uh, Chrysler for talking about culture and saying how much more important culture was than strategy. Oh, 
Wow. Well, that's great. Well, all right. Well, it's a great place to connect with you as well. Jamie J, again, the website is bottleneck.online. So that's the TLD right there. Bottleneck.online is the website. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And a quick shout out to Alyssa. I want to say thanks to her. She did a great job for you. Yeah. Alisa is our, uh, she's our director of operations. She runs this company. I just, I just show up and talk to nice people. Yeah, she's day. amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Jamie. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.